This is the Old Radio Show's podcast. Hiya, babe. Say how about a little... Ouch. Does that answer your question, buddy? The Adventures of Maisie, starring Anne Southern. You all remember Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer's famous Maisie pictures. In just a moment, you'll hear Maisie in radio, starring the same glamorous star you all went to see and loved on the screen, Anne Southern. But first, your announcer. Southern as Maisie. Yep, I'm Maisie, like the fella said. Maisie Revere. And I'm a showgirl. An out-of-work showgirl. I just quit a nightclub because the manager wanted me to show a little too much. So I just packed my old black suitcase and hit the road. It was way out west where men are supposed to be. Only for miles and miles I didn't see any. Then, as luck would have it, I stumbled up to a farmhouse and the farmer... A really nice widowed gentleman named Jed Parker surprised me by offering me a job, and I surprised him by taking it. <laughs> I'd never worked on a farm before, and I never realized what a leisurely life farm work is. You cook the meals, draw the water from the well, feed the chickens, clean the house, churn the butter, scrub the laundry, and simple little chores like that. Well, you'll have to pardon me now, folks. i got to get to work. Well, how's it coming, Maisie? Oh, good evening, Mr. Parker. Evening? Maisie, it's morning. It is. <laughs> and how come it's so dark? <laughs> you still got your eyes closed. Oh, <laughs> guess I'm still not used to getting up so early, boss. Oh, I know farming is hard work, Maisie, but it's done you a lot of good. It's making a new woman out of you. Well, gee, you're, you're very kind, Mr. Parker. Oh, you're the one that's kind, Maisie. You can stay here as long as you want. I like you. <laughs> and Timmy worships the ground you walk on. And I think that son of yours is a wonderful boy. Handsome, too. Oh, you really think so, Maisie? I mean, Miss Revere. Timmy, you got everything that Van Johnson has. And I pity the poor girls around here when you start breaking it in. Van Johnson? Sure. Oh, you're just laughing at me. <laughs> no, we're not, Timmy. You're my little sweetheart. I am? Hmm? Gosh. <laughs> well, stop blushing, sweetheart, and go down and get the mail. Yes, oh, yes, yeah, sure. Pa, uh, would you like to walk down to the mailbox with me, Maisie? I want to ask you something, uh, well, sort of personal. Well, I'm afraid it'll have to keep a while, Timmy. I still got these rugs to beat. Oh, okay, Maisie. I'll be right back. Yeah, Maisie, let me beat those rugs for you. You must be tired. Uh-uh. Beating rugs is the one thing I enjoy. I keep imagining each rug is a personal enemy of mine. <laughs> well, okay, then. I'll get to work. Hmm. Now, on with the fun. My agent... <coughs> The guy that sold me these tight shoes. <clears throat> the cricket that kept me up last night. Ouch! Oh, I'm sorry, cricket. I didn't think you were listening. Miss, I'm not a cricket. I'm Judge Snodgrass. Oh, I'm terribly sorry, Judge. But you shouldn't hide behind rugs. 
Where did I hit you? In the... Never mind, never mind. Oh, that low, huh? Well, that's what you get for snooping. I was not snooping, miss. I've got the farm the other side of the fence. And say, I ain't seen you around before. You ain't Jed Parker's new wife by any chance, are you? Nope. One of his kinfolk, maybe? Nope. I'm just staying here. Oh, I see. No, you don't see. Now, what's on your nasty old mind? You tell Jed Parker for me that I won't have his hens laying eggs on my property. Oh, no use, Sonny. What I've seen of hens, when they're going to lay an egg, they're going to lay an egg. You ain't heard the end of this, young woman. Well, I better get back to my place. Morning air is not good for me. <coughs> I got a cold in my head, and I don't want it to get down to my chest. Well, why don't you just tie a knot in your neck? <laughs> I'm back, Maisie. See, isn't that Judge Snodgrass walking down the path? Yeah. Seems like the judge and our hens don't see eye to eye. Oh. Um, any of that mail for me, Timmy? Oh, no, just the weekly paper and some bills and my dancing lesson. Dancing lesson? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's dancing that I really wanted to ask you about, Maisie. Oh? Yeah. But will you do me the honor to accompany me to our high school dance next Saturday night at 8.30, formal? Oh, well, Timmy, I'd love to, but... Jesus... Think of the difference in our ages. Oh, what difference does a year or two make, Maisie? A year or two? Oh, Timmy, I love you. You do? <laughs> Honest? When did you first know? I mean, am I... Am I interrupting something, old chap? Oh, Timmy, your voice suddenly got older. Oh, <laughs> hello. I, I don't think we've met. Uh, Ronald Thornton, a neighbor, miss. And how do you do? Well, likewise, don't you know? I'm Maisie Revere. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Say, you ain't, I mean, uh, aren't a farmer, are you? Amazing about the dance. Well, I came to this country principally to study American agricultural methods, uh, mostly animal husbandry. Oh, I never knew animals actually had husbands. I just thought they sort of ad-libbed those things. <laughs> Maisie, uh, I'd sure like to take you to that dance. Well, that's a joke, I'm sure. <laughs> no, I mean it. I'd like her to go with me. No, I meant about the animal husbandry, Timmy. Oh. I made her dropped over to find out if you've seen her. Oh, no, no. Her old lady keeps her under lock and key. Maisie, about keeps the... Keeps who under lock and key, Ronald? They're having a three-piece band and... Oh, the girl the... I love, Mr. Vieira, Joan Hooper. Oh. It's a lost cause, I'm afraid. But why? I'm sure Maisie likes to dance. No, I mean my chances of marrying Joan. But why, Ronald? If the boy and girl are in love, that's all that matters, I always say. And that's what I always say, too. This means an awful lot to me, Maisie. I know it does. And we must do something about it. Yeah, sure, Maisie. When it's the real thing, we must make the most of each precious moment. That's right. We should bring Ronald and Joan together. We... Ronald and Joan? Sure. But how, Miss Rivia? Frankly, I'm going a bit out of my mind. You ain't the only one, Maisie. Timmy, come here at once. Just a minute, Timmy. Pop. Oh, all right. I'll see you later, Maisie. Now, Ronald... If you don't mind my button in, what's the score between you and this Joan? Oh, well, Mr. Vier, I, I suppose I'm too madly in love with Joan to have any pride left. If, if only I could see her once in a while. Gosh, the love bug sure has bitten a big chunk out of you. Yes, but but Joan's mother simply abhors the idea of her daughter marrying a mere farmer. The Hoopers are sort of the local upper crust, you see. Oh, Pooh, what's the upper crust anyway? Just a bunch of crumbs held together by their own dough. Say, what that Joan needs is a little spunk talked into her. What's her phone number? Oh, I couldn't telephone her. Her mother knows my voice. But she don't know mine. And I've got an idea how to get her out of the house. But, 
but, but... There's no buts about it. You want to have children someday, don't you? Oh, yes, of course. But Mrs. Hooper would never forgive Joan and me if we got married. And your children would never forgive if you didn't. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I would like to talk to Mrs. J. Crosley Hooper, please. This is her. I mean, she. Who is this? I mean, whom? Oh, uh, well, this is the society editor of Whom's Who. I mean, uh, Who's Whom. We are inaugurating a new supplement to our publication, Mrs. Hooper, entitled The Most Outstanding Debutantes of the Year. And your daughter, Joan, has been selected as one of them. My kid? I mean, my daughter, one of the most outstanding debutantes of the year? Wow! I mean, really? Uh, yes, really. We should like to take a picture of Joan to publish in our forthcoming edition. Uh, would you ever come out to the Jed Parker farm immediately? I mean, immediately. The Jed Parker farm? But why not take the picture right here in our $178,000 home, surrounded by the culture amongst which she was born? Oh, that's a very good question, Mrs. Hooper. Have her at the Parker farm immediately. That is, unless you don't care to have Joan's picture appear in print. Oh, sure, sure. Keep your pants... I mean, <laughs> don't be impatient. Uh, Joan will be there. Au revoir, my dear. That's French, you know. Really? Well, you could have fooled me. Goodbye now. Joan! Joan, come downstairs at once! For just a minute, Mother. What's all the ruckus about, Gussie? Crosley, how many times must I tell you to desist from calling me Gussie? You know what you should call me. Yeah, but I don't like to do it in front of our kid. I mean, now that we're accepted into society, I wish you'd refer to me as Augustine. And take your feet off the dining room table. Well, don't get all head up, Gussie. I got my shoes off, ain't I? Please, Crosley, don't be vulgar. It's our Joan. They want her picture took as one of the most outstanding debutantes of the season. Well, gee, what do you know? Our little stinker in society. <laughs> Making her debut. Not debut, egghead. It's debut. Debut. Yes. Anyway, this will be wonderful for Joan. She'll meet new men. Now, look, Gussie, why do you have to interfere with a poor kid's love life? Pooh, marry a farmer. Our Joni will be brought up amongst culture, not agriculture. Think of our family position. <laughs> family position? Eh? What family position? Mine, Crosley, naturally. After all, I was born with a silver spoon in my mouth. And a tin tray in your hand. Crosley! Uh... <laughs> Ronnie, darling, it's been so long. I, I didn't dream that I'd find you here at the farm. Well, it's old Miss Revere's idea. She, she brought us together. Oh. Yeah, but the thing is to keep you together. And there's one real yummy way. Marriage. Will you, Joan? Oh, gee, I'd love to. But, Mother... What's that old crow got to do with it? Please, that old crow happens to be my mother. I mean, well, despite what she's done, she still loves me. Well, so do I, darling. And don't you want to marry me? Oh, I do, Ronnie, in the worst way. Well, then do it without your mother's consent. That's probably the worst way. But, well, but... Why not? You're both old enough, aren't you? I mean, for a license. Well, I'm 28. And I'm almost 18. I'm 17 and 7 eight. Well, that ain't exactly a December and May wedding, but there, there is a sizable difference in your ages. Oh, and you think that's not good? 
Well, maybe I've done too much thinking. Look, you two wait here. I'm going in the barn and talk to Timmy Parker and get an innocent bystander's opinion. Timmy! Oh, Timmy! Here I am, Maisie. Oh, Timmy. Huh? I want to talk to you about something very serious. Something serious? Yeah. How do you feel about marriage? Well, I think that... Huh? Me? Marriage? Yeah. I feel that that's the only answer to our problem right now, don't you? But, Miss Revere, I mean, Maisie, this is so sudden. Well, I know, Timmy. It was for me, too. I'll have to ask my pop what he thinks first. Oh, I I know he'll bring up the matter of the difference in ages. Oh, but that doesn't matter when two people both want each other so desperately, does it? Doesn't it? I mean, of course it doesn't. Uh, Does it? Well, that's a question I want you to answer, Timmy. Oh, well, I guess when it's bigger than both of us, who are we to fight against it? Then the answer is yes. I I guess so. Uh, But when? When? Right away, of course. Right away? Sure. Timmy. Hmm? What do people in this town, people madly in love who can't wait, do to get married quick like without waiting for a license? Oh, they they drive to Quigley. Judge Wiggins there don't ask too many questions. Good, we'll all go to Quigley. All? Sure, the four of us. Joe and Ronald, you and I. That'll solve the witness problem. Oh, oh, yeah, I've got to have witnesses. I can be ready as soon as I finish my algebra homework. Oh, I'm so glad that you and I both see eye to eye on this desperate step. Oh, golly, Timmy, I'm so happy about it, I could kiss you. Oh, please, Maisie, not now. Later, when it'll be legal. The Adventures of Maisie, starring Anne Southern, will continue in just a moment. I hope we're not keeping you up. Well, yeah, I do all my marrying nights and my sleeping days. Couldn't you folks come back later to... Judge. Night. I'm sorry, old chap, but we, we just couldn't wait. Isn't that right, Jones? Oh, no, darling, just couldn't. No, and I'm in a hurry too, Judge, so put some toothpicks under your eyelids and start. Well, we can't without Timmy. Where is that boy? Yeah, where is the other witness? Miss. Here I am, Maisie. I was just making a just-married sign for the back of my... I mean, our jalopy. I love tradition, Maisie, don't you, dear? Sure, honey, sure. Well, we're ready, Judge. Judge. Oh, dear, he's gone to sleep again. I say, Judge, old chap, do open your eyes and let's have at it. I'll wake him up with his gavel. Ten dollars to ten days. Oh, yes, a wedding. Uh, uh, Take your places. Okay, 
Do I take the bride's hand, Judge? Well, hardly, old boy. I'll do that. You? Well, naturally, Timmy. Then after the ceremony, he goes on a honeymoon with the bride. He goes? Say, that's going a little too far. Don't you think so, Joan? Well, of course not. I, I, I expect it. You do? Timmy, didn't your father tell you about the facts of life? Yeah, but gosh, he must have skipped something. Maisie, won't it be a little embarrassing to have Ronald along on our honeymoon? Well, of course not, Timmy. You see, our honeymoon. Timmy, I'm the one that's getting married. Oh, gosh, I'm sorry, Joan, but Maisie asked me first. Well, I'm afraid there's been a mistake, Timmy. She's marrying me. Are you, Maisie? No, he means Joan. He and Joan. He and... Hmm. Oh. Oh, Silly of me to think I'm sorry, Timmy. Oh, so am I, Timmy. You're not the groom. You're just the best man. I mean, the best kid. Shit. Fine thing. I had to put on my new jeans for nothing. Well, let's get on with it, shall we? Judge. Judge. Pop out a bit, my lad. Yeah, wake up. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Dearly beloved, we are gathered together... To witness the marriage of... Hurry up, Easter. Judge. i got to get back to high school, and so does the bride. Shh, Timmy. The bride. How old are you, my dear? Uh, old? Old. Uh, you have to be 18 to get married. Not, you must have the consent of your parents. Oh, fine. Uh, well, miss, how old are you? 20, uh, 22. <laughs> Seems to be a slight difference of opinion. There. Ah, so I'm just in time, huh? Yeah, Mr. Parker, it's almost over. Timmy... You're not marrying that, that show person. Well, now, I say, old chap, you've got this thing all wrong. It's that, 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 that actress I've had all wrong. She's not going to marry my son. Oh, well, Mr. Parker, it's Joan and Ronald that are getting married. Oh. Ah. Well, shall we start again? I'm, I'm a tired man. Do you, Joan, uh, Where's her folks? Home. Go ahead, Judge. Do you, Oh, Joan? then they gave the consent, huh? Couldn't be married unless they did. Joan's underage, you know. Do you, Joe? <coughs> underage? Oh, now look what you've done, Mr. Parker. Oh, please, Judge, please. I love him. I'm sorry, little girl. You come back when you're 18. And now, good night. Well, Dad, you sure did it. Oh, my mother will never give her consent. She wants me to marry a blue blood. Yeah, red clashed with her carpets. Oh, gee, kids, I'm sorry. Well, Mr. Parker, I'm not through yet. Some way, I don't know how. I'm going to get these two kids married if it has to be over your dead body. And at the moment, that's a very tempting idea. Crosley, June, listen to this telegram. Oh, isn't it too, too thrilling? It's from Ronnie's sister, Lady Millicent Smythe Smythe. His sister is a lady? Yes, you lucky girl. And it seems that Ronnie is really Lord Sir Baron Duke Thornton. Lord Sir Baron Duke? Not Count also? Oh, silly boy. Counts are French. And dear, dear Ronnie is British. I never knew Ronnie had a sister. Oh, and an immensely wealthy one. The dame's loaded. I mean, <laughs> quite well off. Listen to the rest of the wire. I am passing through the colonies en route to South Africa to visit the diamond mines Mater and Pater left to me and Brater. Brater? Crosley, didn't you learn anything at school? That's Latin for brother. Lady Millicent obviously has educated brains. But to me, she sounds like a screwball. 
Joan, dear. That is hardly the way to speak of your future sister-in-law. Sister-in-law? Oh, you mean me and Ronnie? Oh, Mother. Exactly. Now, here's the rest of the telegram. Suggest you arrange wedding my brother and your daughter whilst I am there. We'll arrive at four, coming direct to your residence. Your daughter is a very lucky girl. Signed, Lady Millicent Smythe Smythe. She's lucky while Ronnie's the lucky one to get a girl like Joan. Oh, who cares who's lucky as long as I'm going to be Mrs. Lord Sir Baron Duke Thornton. Well, I'd better hurry and get into something nice for the wedding. Well, Crosby, aren't you going to get dressed for the wedding? Dressed? You, you mean a uh, tie and everything? Yes. And wear your tails like you did at the opening of the opera. Tails? And no brown shoes this time. Okay, all right. Oh, darling, it'll be a beautiful ceremony. And we'll have dear, dear Judge Snodgrass perform it. Oh, I know he'll be just delighted to meet Lady Millicent. <laughs> well, Carsley, you haven't said a word about the lovely plans I have. Aren't you going to say something? Ra, ra, ra. <laughs> Curious too. Lady Millicent Smythe Smythe. Well, well, cheerio, pip pip, bebop, and all that sort of thing. Oh, Ronnie, my dear, dear brother. Ronnie, it's. Uh, hello, Millicent, old girl. It is quite a surprise seeing you. Yes, it is. It isn't it? <laughs> Jolly seeing you again, old girl. I, I, I trust everything at the old castle of ours is quite uh, jolly. How are the moats? Uh, the moats? Oh, they're fine. They send you their dearest regards, you know. <laughs> All sorts of greetings from your cronies in Lyceton Square. But that's Lester. Oh, yes, yes. Lester sends his regards, too. <laughs> Laid up, the poor chap is. Hurt his leg at some game of spot. Oh. Cricket? No, broke it. Broke it? Oh, <laughs> such a delightful sense of humor. <laughs> oh, so this is the lovely bride. Oh, oh, dear, no. I'm her mother. Oh, and so young, too. Jidoo. Jidoo. This is the bride, my daughter Joan. Jidoo. Jidoo. I'm her old man. Jidoo. Jidoo yourself. Put it there, sister. Uh, but what, where? Oh, uh, you you mustn't mind my husband, Lady Smythe. You see, he, he was raised on a ranch. Well, what say? Shall we get this wedding what not over with what? Uh, yes, yes, I believe I heard the judge's car pull up a moment ago. Judge Snodgrass. Well, I'm here, ready to perform the ceremony. Howdy, Crosley, Joan, Ronald. Oh, oh Judge Snodgrass. <laughs> Judge Snodgrass, this is Ronnie's sister from England, Lady Millicent Smythe. A real. Fair to Midland. Lady Millicent, what are you doing with Joan's veil over your face? Well, just thought I'd wear it till after the ceremony. My face gets chilled from the draft. Well, Lady Millicent, I'll, I'll get you something else. A pillow, perhaps. Oh, oh, don't bother, really. The veil will do. We British are quite used to roughing it, you know. Well, Joan needs that veil more than you. 
that's what you think. Now, nobody's holding up the wedding of my daughter to the man she loves. Yeah, let's get it going. I gotta get the doctors for another treatment. Some fresh girl hit me plumb on my sacroiliac over at the Parker's this morning. Uh, may, I mean, Millicent, uh, let Joan have the veil and let's go on with the wedding. Our train leaves shortly. Yes, our honeymoon train. Yeah, so give us that veil. Oh! Rosie, you shouldn't have. If I ever see that girl again, I'll... You! Yes, Crossley, you shouldn't have. Judge Snodgrass, you know Lady Millicent. I know her, and believe me, she ain't no lady. Now, listen, you old goat. Just because I happen to be working at the Parker farm. Oh, working. Oh, oh my, I think I'm going to faint. She ain't royalty. But she did it for us, Mother, for Ronnie and me. Yes, we love each other, Mrs. Hooper. Joan will never marry this farmer. Do you hear me? Never. Like heck she won't. That's the spirit, Pop. Rosley, how dare you talk like that? Shut up, Gussie, shut up. Oh, now, see here, Mr. Hooper. Judge Snodgrass, would you like to be a little angel? Well, sure. It's about dead. Oh, Crosley. Crosley, you haven't spoken to me like that ever. Not in 20 years. Then I'm 20 years late. Then we can be married, Father. You're darn right you can. Oh, oh Joan, darling, at last. Well, if Mrs. Hooper's against it, I won't perform the ceremony. But we'll miss our train. No, you won't. We're all going back to Judge Wiggins over in Quigley in a hurry. And Joan. Yes, maybe. If we're ever going to get Judge Wiggins through it, you'd better bring an alarm clock. <laughs> Just a moment, we shall return to the adventures of Maisie. I sure hope they live happily ever after. And they will if they remember one important thing. It isn't the saying of I do at the wedding ceremony that's important. It's the things they do after that counts. For instance, if you have an argument with your wife and she's right, come to her and admit it. But if she's wrong, take her to the movie. Well, I gotta hit the road again. Living out in the open ain't for a city gal like me. All that health can kill a person. Gee, it's a long way back to Brooklyn, especially if you're traveling by thumb. Well, gotta get going. Come on, feet. Mush. You've just heard The Adventures of Maisie, starring Anne Southern. <laughs> Maisie was written by Arthur Phillips. Original music was composed and conducted by Harry Zimmerman. Supporting cast included B. Benadaret, Ben Wright, Hans Conried, Sheldon Leonard, Will Wright, Earl Ross, Sammy Hill, and Sidney Miller. Jack McCoy speaking. (laughs) 